We've spent this morning talking about the geopolitical impact and market relevance of what's happening in Ukraine. It's also International Women's Day. Let's talk about both these subjects. We've got a great guest joining us, Lori Esposito. Murray is here with us this morning, president of the Committee for Economic Development at the Conference Board. Lori, great to have you here. Thanks for joining us on the TD Ameritrade Network. Well, thank you, Oliver. Very happy to be here with you. I appreciate that. Uh, as we're talking about the International Women's Day, you have a really great stat that puts in perspective uh, the progress uh, that uh, corporate America has made uh, over the last uh, pre-COVID five-year period, a four percentage point growth of women in C-suite roles. Uh, what about during COVID? What's happened here over the last couple of years? Uh, well, we've seen COVID has really hit women hard. Uh, if you just compare the the uh, the effect of COVID on, on women versus men, nearly 4 million fewer women were working in the private sector providing services uh, from November 2020 compared to the, a year earlier. Mm. You've also seen a real hit on uh, mothers as, as uh, compared to fathers, about three times as many mothers have dropped out of the labor force since the start of the pandemic as fathers have. So COVID has hit women really hard and it's particularly hit women of color uh, very hard. And on the corporate level, you're also, the, the tragedy is what's happening to uh, mid-level, mid-career women. Hmm. And what is that uh, particularly, Lori? What do you see uh, and uh, do, what kind of data do we have to track that? Well, the, the data is showing that, uh, you know, in terms of the mothers who are dropping out, uh, as far as women in, in corporate America, that's really hitting the mid-career level. Mm -hmm. And uh, what that does is it, it, it actually is going to deplete the pipeline for leadership. And we were making really excellent progress, mm. uh, you know, slow but steady, but excellent progress in terms of women in manager, management roles prior to COVID, uh, which has been really hit. Uh, 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 in terms of uh, women uh, in C-suite positions, with uh, you, you know, which has had really uh, increased over that time period. Uh, uh, so across the board, it's it's that mid-level, uh, the the um, uh, mid-level career women, uh, you know, of, of mothering age with children. Those are the women who have been dropping out. The pipeline part uh, is particularly notable to your point where uh, if we are kind of measuring the end game of success uh, as uh, diversification on the C-suite board, the highest executive roles as our benchmark, uh, that uh, growth uh, dependent on uh, people coming up through the ranks in the workforce. How much of this is uh, a COVID-specific a uh, childcare uh, situation where schools being closed and families kind of defaulting to the mother as the primary caregiver. Do these uh, events of the last couple of years reverse as schools reopen? How much is tied to that? Well, needless to say, schools reopening will, will play and have been playing an important role. Uh, but there's a, another fundamental problem uh, that has really uh, struck the uh, childcare sector. Uh, we've seen that devastated uh, by COVID. And so uh, it's extremely important in order to uh, actually have uh, the services available for women to go back to work. It's not only it's not only schools, but it's also paid childcare. 
And we've seen a dramatic hit uh, to the childcare sector because of the COVID impact. It was a very fragile sector to begin with in terms of its business model. And, and COVID has uh, pretty much devastated that sector. Mm. Uh, there's also a, an interesting sector perspective to this. I'm thinking about, Lori, which is kind of services versus uh, uh, industrial markets now as we are all focused on commodity prices as we're looking at this kind of cyclical shift from a very services oriented economy now to kind of an older economy that many thought was on its way out of the kind of gas baseline industrial economy. I would guess, I don't know what the stats are, but I would figure those jobs kind of skew more towards uh, males and men thinking about construction, uh, mining, uh, uh, drilling, things like that. Um, I'm curious if you've thought at all about kind of what the post-COVID uh, economy, uh, if that will have as much opportunity as the as the prior one. Well, the one uh, there are several sectors where where the opportunity is going to be there, and there is a desperate need uh, for workers, and obviously one of those. Uh, central sectors is healthcare, mm. and uh, you know so. And healthcare is, is predominantly dominated, uh, you know, in large part by women. And so, you know, that is a sector where uh, you know the importance of getting uh, women back to work, getting women trained uh, in those. And I'm talking about the whole spectrum of healthcare uh, a workforce. You know, getting women trained, uh, and, and not only the women who have been in the workforce, trying to get them back, whether it's retirees. Uh, but also trying to train and upskill, which is absolutely absolutely critical in terms of uh, the younger workforce coming in. Uh, for your perspective, coming from the conference board, uh, a place where uh, many investors look for economic uh, analysis uh, and for data too, uh, what does your team and how are you right now, Lori, thinking about uh, this particular environment we're in, uh, this very, again, kind of commodity-focused uh, environment, some kind of transition out of COVID, uh, what is your team's framework for uh, the economy uh, in this uh, next year or so? Well, one thing I, I want to add that's really uh, absolutely critical, which is a, a, a principal focus of uh, the Committee for Economic Development, the Public Policy Center of the Conference Board, as well as the entire Conference Board, which is the the criticality of upskilling of the workforce. Mm. And uh, that, that has to be done by business. It has to be done in collaboration uh, among business, trainers, uh, community colleges, and, and public policy uh, support uh, for those programs. And so... Uh, that is absolutely central if we're going to move into a post-COVID economy, if we're going to survive and thrive uh, as, a, as a world economic power in the hmm. 21st century, the upskilling and training is absolutely critical. Upscaling. Uh, so we need to find, uh, is this a function of, of new jobs? Is this a function of uh, uh, shifting expertise uh, where people need to be uh, trained for uh, specific types of work. Uh, over the last uh, decade, it's been very tech focused. Uh, if, if we need to retrain or train people, is it for those old jobs or is it for uh, new jobs and uh, new themes? Well, Oliver, as you know, there has been an acceleration of the incorporation of technology yeah. into business during this COVID period. And as a matter of fact, those businesses that have survived and have actually succeeded uh, you know, have gone beyond surviving and actually are thriving in this in this uh, COVID period, as well as will continue to thrive in the post-COVID period, are those that were able to actually make that 
very fast, very rapid, uh, and very comprehensive um, uh, switch to uh, incorporating technology into their business model. And so consequently, the, the upskilling of the uh, that's needed is making sure that we have a, a tech savvy, a tech uh, capable uh, workforce to deal with uh, the current changes that have happened that are happening, uh, as well as uh, making sure that uh, we can adapt and adjust and, and uh, be able to perform in uh, an economy that continues to uh, incorporate even more and more technology in the rapid pace of that incorporation. And, mm. you know, we're seeing this in AI as well as uh, machine learning. It's, 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 it's absolutely critical to make sure that we have a workforce not only the the work, young workforce coming in, uh, and and this is very important for women and girls as well in terms of being tech savvy, but also for the current workforce, so that our our, our workforce can continue to uh, uh, adapt as we adapt with technology. Is there any adaptation uh, right now, Lori, as a function of what's happening in Ukraine that looks permanent? How does that factor into? Uh, your team's framework as well. Is this seen as a, a short-term excursion from whatever the new normal is, or do we need to start thinking about uh, permanent impact uh, from this event here in America? Uh, I, I believe that the Ukraine uh, crisis, the war in Ukraine, will actually have a, a, a permanent impact. It's going to permanently change uh, how we uh, our security structure, our security structure with our allies, and and, and our economic structure as well. And and we're only beginning to understand what those ramifications will be. And, and needless to say, uh, a lot of it depends on, on how this all ends, but clearly it's going to end and we're gonna end up in a world that uh, uh, we have not been in before. And so that's, that's, that's really important uh, to keep in mind. And, and in terms of the economy, how this works out in terms of the economy and, and uh, who's trading with whom and how we're trading. Yeah. Uh, so, so those are all really important uh, uh, elements to how we're looking at um, uh, the future uh, in terms of uh, the U.S. role in the world. Yeah, we're going to get a big update in about uh, 10 minutes here from the president on some of those uh, trading specifications. Lori, uh, really good conversation, super interesting uh, to see the way uh, your team thinks about things. Appreciate you joining us here today. Uh, thank you, Oliver. And I, and I do on International Women's Day want to uh, just uh, praise the in incredible strength, uh, resilience of uh, the women in, in Ukraine uh, who are, uh, there are 1.7 million refugees right now, most of women and children, and also worldwide, about half of the 79 uh, million refugees and stateless um, uh, people in the world are women and mm. the fortitude they're showing in dealing with uh, crises uh, in Ukraine and around the world uh, really deserve our respect, our support of humanitarian uh, efforts and particularly in Ukraine uh, to uh, I get the Russians to have those humanitarian corridors open. Absolutely. Very well said, Lori. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that as well. Thanks for joining us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Thank you, Oliver. Nice to talk to you. Sure thing. You too. Lori Esposito-Murray, President on the Committee for Economic Development at the Conference Board.